G'day and welcome to G-Bra episode 5 of 6. I hope you're, uh, hope you're at home, hope you're uh, pretty pumped for this because God knows we are. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, what it is, 3X Wallabies, one current wannabe. We drink a couple of uh, drinks and we dream about Darcy. <laughs> um, which, Where is she? Well, mate, you won't. I don't understand why you're not returning Darcy's calls. She, I don't know how to use ChatGPT because she's AI, isn't she? She's, she's not AI, mate. She's real. She sent me <laughs> has an anyone, email. Yeah, has anyone seen a photo of Darcy? Oh, yeah. You were away for it. Yeah. yeah. We've seen Did you a, see a photo? A photo. And so someone. that's not good enough? It's... She's a real lady. She sent me an email during the week and I sent her $10,000. <laughs> she said it's a sure thing. It's an investment. She's real. You uh, don't have $10,000. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wouldn't be sitting here with this shit, would I? <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, now, you may have noticed this week we've got the full cast of boys, the full complement of G-Brazers or G-Bra-Wearers. What do you prefer? G-Brazers. G-Brazers. Yeah. Oh, you don't like G-Bra-Wearers? <laughs> G brothers. Pop on your G bra. G brothers. G bra. Where are I? Oh, I do. I like the new shirt. And what's written on the back? Shit it in. Shit it in. Um, now you can uh, find these nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't sell. We've only had the budget for three of them. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, big rock balls. You didn't get one. No, I didn't. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm just a timekeeper. We've learnt that. Glorified timekeeper. Now they've just returned from Melbourne from the first Bledisloe. Woo! Uh, so we'll get into that in a sec. I want. I want to know more off the field than on the field. Sure. To be honest. Um, uh, but we will we'll cut up the game. Uh, we'll talk all things rugger bugger while keeping a childlike sense of fuckery. <laughs> so, was, uh, Tommy Erskine wrote that line. I love it. It's Tommy. Please welcome Matt Giddo, Drew Mitchell, and Swoop D O W D O W D O W D O W D O W. Now, Gits, good to have you back in studio, mate. Roch balls. Very good to be here. It's just not the same over Zoom. No, yeah. for all of us, mate. Yeah. For all of us. No, it's good to be here. Yeah, well, it's bloody lovely having you. Mm. Thanks. Thanks now, for making some effort this week. Mm. Well, I, I think we've agreed that I make effort, you make effort, and Roch Balls makes effort. Big Roch Balls. Big, fat Roch Balls They're makes the effort. They're having a cracky, aren't they? They're having a cracky. You, Swoop. Oh, I know. D-O-double-G. I know, mate. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> I make a, a big effort to get here. Yeah. You know? Appreciate it. Yeah. From the office. Would you have a 12 today? Out of 12. <laughs> Out of two. Out of two. This is You're my so, three. You're so this is my three thirty. How do you get anything done between the meetings? Uh. <laughs> now I've got to ask you, kids, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Yeah. Are you wearing a nappy? No, but I should. Because and I'm a little disappointed yeah. around this tinkle talk. Why? Well, Roch balls. Big Roch balls. Yeah, big. <laughs> the big Roch balls. Yeah. We don't have a. It's huge BRB. BRB. We oh, don't have a huge history. Yeah. But to be let down by you two, <laughs> I knew nothing of this segment. Yeah. Uh, until... And you know I can't control it. Yeah. So again, I don't know what to do. I turn up to school pickups and I've got teachers that teach my kids that listen to the podcast. And they ask me how your toilet training's going. <laughs> do you know how embarrassing that is? <laughs> so if you are, this, if, if this is your first podcast with us. Uh, Why are you so late? Yeah. Thanks for showing up. Uh, episode four, Gits had to go to the bathroom and um, Tommy and Ollie that work on the show came up with a concept which is Tinkle Talks, which is every time well, any of us go to the bathroom, not just you, Gits, mm. that the other two or three get delayed and put shit on the person that's not here. Now, mm. you are short odds to go again today. <laughs> yeah, and, and shortening, <laughs> unfortunately. Do you not have pelvic floor control or something? Yeah. Uh, listen, once I break the seal, you know what it's no, like. No, I know. I used to... Drive him to training all the time. He'd be there 
tapping his legs like I just know and then we'd have to pull over and he'd piss on the side of the road like he's awful but he understands me that's why I feel so let down well I just saw <laughs> I, I saw an opportunity look I did get carried away you went away and I just pulled out a bit of a doozy I, I and probably said you got photo evidence well I do yeah he sent the photo evidence on the whatsapp group yeah which we've got to get approval from Bianca because she's also in that photo. oh yeah don't oh, worry about my feelings <laughs> oh yeah sorry. my wife needs and to of sign course up you, on it. yeah it's yeah. not going anywhere don't worry it's a very good photo though uh now you guys have returned from Melbourne are you swoop promised pod tent I did you promised stories can you tell me what you got up to while you were now <laughs> look how nervous he is I'm so nervous um there was plenty of pod tent um I'm not sure whether or not it's well, it's not pod ten if you don't talk pod about it on the you pod. You said you'd well then Look, make something up. A lot of the you comments are pod we 10. love Swoop's honesty. Yeah. Mm. And how he's just himself on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> My wife watches this pod, so um, No, she doesn't. <laughs> None of our wives do, mate. Mate, um No, it's good. Mine weekend. doesn't. We got down <laughs> We got down there on Friday morning, a little bit of work, had a twelve and a two. Um <laughs> Caught up with this fine gentleman to my left. Uh, we that's went out, Drew, that's for those Drew. who are only watch, listening. Yes. Oh, yeah, for those who are only listening. Mm. <laughs> um, we had a function Friday night where we got to spin a few yarns. That was free piss. That was great. Then we went out to a... No cash? No cash. No cash. No cash. No cash. You did it for no cash on the Friday? <clears throat> Mate, just give him back. Wow. Jeez, oh, to be good. honest, I did it for tip, some tickets for a friend of mine. Well, oh. to be honest, I'm invoicing, so technically it wasn't cash, but... I see. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a good fun. We went out for a couple of beers. It was a pretty quiet night, actually. Um, it wasn't that quiet. Yeah, it wasn't that quiet. Home by two, though. <laughs> Where'd you end up, boys? What was your last port of call yeah. in Melbourne? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just an establishment. We went to the Albion, like a rooftop bar. Fantastic. Dane Swan's joint, wasn't it? I think it was maybe Dane Swan's joint. Someone was talking about that. A fair bit of salsa dancing going on there as well. Did you get your hips out? <laughs> no. Actually, we walked up the stairs, yep. first level. And there was like a big ring of people partnering up for a salsa dance. And so I walked in, there was a lady just, just inside the door. And I said, would you like a dance? <laughs> and she just, she grabs her car keys and said, I'm driving. Oh. Like, why does that mean you can't fucking dance with me? Well, it doesn't, but it means no, she's fine. Did you have a dance? No, you like to dance no. when you get... She said no. No, so, do you like to dance yeah, I, when I, you get there? Yeah. Did you? I, I didn't because I, my confidence was crushed. <laughs> Hey, uh, now you joined them on the Saturday. On the Saturday, yes. So were they hungover? Did you get involved? What what happened? Um, no, they were fine. Yeah, I didn't we... see Drew until after because he TV work. Uh, myself and Coopy were on the corporate swing, so we collecting. What were you collecting? Memories. Mm. We we're collecting <laughs> memories together. Uh, we got a wallaby scarf. That's right, and a uh, beanie. And a beanie. Oh, I didn't yeah. get a beanie. I oh, didn't you? Yeah, you had a pocket full of cash when I saw you after the game. Oh, it's from the casino. Bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I had a win at the casino, yeah. would you believe? Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. 8-11 split on the roulette. Very Paid good. dividends. Very yeah. good. And you know what? You guys should be cleaning up with cash gigs around these things because you, you bloody earned it. You played a lot for the country. And if, if, the, if nothing else, you shouldn't be paying tax. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> well, they don't in Ireland, actually. The professional players in Ireland don't pay tax. No, you've got to stay there, I think, for 10, 10 years, years. And then you get your tax back. Yeah. What? It's that? an incentive yeah. for them, their players to stay in, in Ireland. That's really good. Now, Dribbles, the yeah. the coverage, mm. you were very good on it. There was one Thank particular you. moment that I enjoyed yeah. thoroughly. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah. So I had the task of uh, a walk-off interview at halftime. Uh, and normally it's with the player that plays, but the Wallabies gave us one of the squad members, which was Fraser McWright. Now, 
it kind of goes down from the commentary box to to me down on the field and then i do the interview normally two questions and then i'd throw i put like a, a score and pause and then it goes to a commercial break so but shawnee maloney already did the score so he's like you know the wallaby uh, the all blacks lead 19 to 7 here at the mcg now we'll go down onto the field to uh drew mitchell and i was like thanks shawnee i'm here with Fraser McWright. so he'd already done the score and my interview only there's probably only two minutes allowance for it right so i didn't think that i needed to do another score and pause two minutes later so i'd just sort of forgotten about it and i did my my interview with fraser he was very good we're walking off finished that and it was just a clean out and normally it goes to a commercial break on nine stays live on stand but you'd leave that score and pause mm -hmm. i just left it and then i kept walking down the race down towards underneath the, the stadium and and then the producer in my ear started to go, Drew, throw to the break, throw to the break. And I'm like, uh, like in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, shit, shit. And they're like, score and pause, score and pause. And I'd kind of forgotten the score because I just disregarded it. And they went 19-7 to the All Blacks. And so I said, oh, in the Wallabies trail, the All Blacks, 19-7 here at the MCG. And I've walked another few steps, a couple of, um, and I just, it just didn't feel clean. And I was disappointed in myself. And I just went, fuck. Unfortunately, they cut away from pictures, so I, you couldn't see me, but my microphone was still live, so my fuck went to air. Maybe, well, I think it's a good thing. If I was watching, it's showing that you really care about the game. Oh, and my job. Yes. Yes, your job. I thought I just... On that, do you think you've got a bit of a voice that you throw on, or is that natural? <laughs> do you know uh, what I mean? Like when yeah, it goes to TV, well, g'day, Drew Mitchell here, because... <laughs> but it's not normally no. Drew Mitchell here. Do you think? Do you think? I... Oh, absolutely. I think it's lovely. Because I, I said to my missus, yeah. we were watching, and I said, oh, one of these blokes is on the podcast with me. Mm. And you came on, and I was like, ah, oh, not this bloke, it's it's Drew. And then at the it end, was they went, thanks, Drew. I was like, what? Who? Seems trying to sound like Ray Warren. Mm. No, I oh, thanks for shooting my confidence out the lights. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I think it sounds fantastic. Oh, thank but, you, mate. But maybe it just be because you've got so much energy. Yeah, it sounds. Well, you got to match the energy in the in the theatre. Oh, you do that. And what a great theatre it was! MCG eighty four thousand. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Did you want to get into? We can do it now. We can do the let's Wallabies. Do it. Let's and, do it. Yeah, let's want to do it now. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's just it. get into it. All right. Yeah. I, I want to keep this super positive. Yeah. All right. Sure. So first. So then we shouldn't do it. <laughs> first question is, and you were all there. What was the sound like when Barrett, oof, nearly snapped Tate McDermott. Tate McDermott in the folded. first folded yeah. Tate. That's when a classic folded folding. Him. Yeah. 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 Camp chats. Deafening. Was it? Could you? actually hear the air coming out of his lungs like that's one of the all-time great hits i've ever seen swoop yeah you could hear it Eighty-four thousand <laughs> heard it yeah um i mean it was an all-time folding we should have a fold like a, a yeah, fold yeah, of the week. Fold. Oh, yeah that, oh, well that's no. the fold of the week that was the fold of the week although there was, there was a good folding there was yeah, another fold yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah take us through that one matthew oh that no we'll, we'll get to that we're okay. still on this sure. game we can't jump we'll, okay we'll stay on this game great folding <laughs> Solid folding. But, I mean, look, it's, there's not a great deal that Tate McDermott could have done in that instance because it's clear off the top. Yeah, but well, that, it that's exactly what Swoop said. We were together in the corporate box um, <laughs> watching that movement. As soon as they threw off the top, Cooper was like, why would yeah. you throw off the top? Like, usually if you throw off the top, automatically the defense can rush. So normally that close to the sideline, the second row Down will land, hit the deck. They still can't move. Then he feeds the nine. So the nine's got time right. to shift it. But, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that was probably the worst start that you could have against the All Blacks. You don't want to give them confidence or a leg up. So, yeah, not a great start. But then we go down the other end. 
um, solid attack. Valentini scores. Yeah. Yeah. And we were thinking, all right, we're okay here. Seven, seven, five. We were up. Mm. Were you, were you hopeful then? Did you think? Well, I thought we had a lot of momentum. We had a lot of ball in that first half. We just weren't able to capitalize. So I was very hopeful. I was down on the pitch, getting ready to kick uh, high balls at the halftime mm. challenge. What were you doing? Oh, you were doing the cash gig that he did for the Argentina test. Look, I just love the cars, so I got to drive around <laughs> Actually, the Defender. You asked for a, a free car, didn't you? No, I he said did. I said for the pod, it might be lovely if we all crammed into a Defender and did the pod. Oh, you wouldn't in one cram of in because, of course, they're really spacious. <laughs> so you're on the same train as me now, so you understand. No, so I was getting ready down there. It was like five minutes ago, and we were up seven five. Then the all all that's just gone bang bang. Half time, nineteen seven. Mm. As Drew threw to the break, it. Um, yeah, I reckon that's where we lost the game. Can I ask you, restarts? Why, um, why, why don't we kick deeper? Why do we when we're? Do you know what I mean? When we're kicking off, why are we trying to aim for that ten yard line instead of kicking it deep? Well, the idea is to contest it, but if you're putting it straight on top of the pod, the pod can get up much higher, so it's almost that becomes redundant. So you've got to try and isolate a player that's not got a lifter or anything like that. Otherwise, go deep. Hope that they because I felt clear that out. swung the whole momentum. The, no, yeah, Being I mean, able, yeah well, absolutely. I think if you're if you're able to put points on, and then you can get out of your end straight away. Yeah, you don't allow the opposition to to um, put pressure back on you. You're able to build uh, points, build pressure. You know, create momentum like that. We would often, and certainly towards the back end of my career, you would review a lot of the kickoff structure and where teams would sit. And there'd be some person that you could identify, okay, that's where we can go for a contestable kick. And we'd often use Koopi or Israel Falau mm. as our targets to go compete because they're good in the air. Um, I don't know whether the All Blacks changed their picture to what the Wallabies were used to, but the players probably can adjust a little bit there as well. Yeah, I think it was just a picture change, really. I think in the previous weeks, the Wallabies have gone deep with the probability of getting the ball back mm. off a, uh, or an opposition exit, but... I guess they just wanted to show a bit of variety and okay. contest the, the get-backs. Okay. I mean, I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, but, but good thank you. question. No, but good on no, you. But I thought, you know what I thought when I watched it? I said to my missus, I said, I'll ask the blokes on Monday. I said, <laughs> I don't understand what happened. <laughs> but I'll, I'll ask them on Monday. So let me, let's simplify this for everybody, right? What did the All Blacks do better than the Wallabies? Why was it 38-7? to 7? For me, it was their variety and attack. Like, I mean, you look at that, the back line was world-class, but also the ability to be able to play front-line and back-line options. Like, I mean, it felt like their ability to retain the ball, consistently put pressure on, but play to anywhere across the field. You know, there was opportunities that, the I guess, the Wallabies' defence gave them, they took, you know, and that, so their ability to get to space is second to none. I think they were just... They created opportunities and they converted those opportunities. Yeah, and I think also they, they're winning the, the collision battle they're on the front foot. Oh, the kicking game is so good, but also because they execute their kicking game on the front foot as well. Like they, they identify when the right time to kick is, whereas it felt like a, a few times uh, the Wallabies would create some amazing momentum and then go maybe one or two more phases too long. It'll, we'd slow it down. Then all of a sudden we'd kick off the back foot. And by that time, the back the backfield's already set for New Zealand. They get the ball moving forward. So it's, you know, sometimes it's, we will go to an like to exhaustion, and then as a result, uh, off the back of that, then we'll kick rather than they 
they'll get some momentum off it and then realize maybe there's no immediate option with ball in hand, so they'll kick on the front foot, which, you know, like their, their kick for retention is really high. I think the week before against, uh, who did they play the week before? Springboks. Springboks. They got four out of their 12 contestable kicks back. Sorry, eight out of their 12. Oh, so wow. I only, only missed out on four. So like they're doing that at a time, at the right times as well. So right across the park, not just the options to go short side. They play the short side so well. Like every time that Aaron Smith kept going down and the short little hands interchange of passes down that short side, it would look like probably only five meters and there's three players down there. And they every time make ground, and then off the back of that, they bounce out because they didn't play to width very often. Like Rico Gear didn't get many opportunities. Um, Rico Gear? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Rico, Rico Ioane. Gonna, yeah, well, Rico he he got no opportunities. <laughs> he wasn't playing. He played about 10 years ago. But Rico Ioane, he didn't get many opportunities because they were just they were getting success down that short side and they didn't get bored of it. They just kept going there. Eight out of 12, Swoop. What's that in percentages? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> what is eight out of 12? What is Perfect. that? Yeah, uh, two-thirds. Like yes, anyway, let me ask you. 66. Now, 66, strategically, 66. you've put your hand up on this podcast as quite the rugby union genius. <laughs> no, that was Swoop. Swoop's a genius. So, no, Swoop, Swoop's at, at folding c***s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's a defensive genius. Defensive. Now, right. I want some positives that you saw out there from the Wallabies that they can take into the World Cup and into next week's Blooders Life. I thought early in the game they play with a lot of confidence. There, most people would sit back in the pocket and just kick out when you're in the 22, but we played to width. Uh, I think they played width to Jordan Pataya, who had a good opportunity to clear from his, his end. So I, I think, like what Drew said, the, the All Blacks are really successful at their kick-to-run uh, game. They're very good at getting the ball back because the skill execution on the kicks is so good. Mm. We took the right options a lot of the time, but our skill execution on the weekend was was down. So the positives could be that we took the right option. We just didn't execute well enough. Um, and with a bit more experience, hopefully that execution will improve. Can I ask you one last thing? Discipline. Mm. Why, yeah. why when we watch the All Blacks play the Wallabies, do I, I always feel like we're getting sin-binned and they're not? What is the difference there? They just ask so many questions, I think, of the defense. Um, I actually missed Marika's yellow card. I was going down to check out the defender. Drew, did you? Uh, yeah, so there? sometimes our discipline's because we're under pressure. Right. So right? A lot of it's because we're resort. under pressure. You know, like Marika came in, he, he was getting up off the deck and then the ball popped out and he, he grabbed it. But we were, under the, we we're under the pump there. We were defending our own line. And, but so if we nullify their opportunity to get into that area of the field, then all of a sudden we're not under as much pressure. We don't need to infringe. The other one was just Teniela Tupo, who was battling with a rib injury for you know, a long period before that. Uh, just came in too high, uh, shouldered to the head, and um, and that was the end of his night. Well, sorry, not the end of his night. It was ten yeah. minutes, but I mean, I think I think it might have been the end of his night because his ribs were, were were gone anyway. But yeah, that was interesting. So Taniella went off because his ribs are sore, but then the prop that subbed him, uh, subbed on for him, then got the yellow card. He had to go sit in the chair for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because is that how it works? Yeah, because well, that's how it did work. Yeah, we because were wondering what, what had happened was the play continued a little bit and the, the Wallabies made a substitution. So Teniello was I already see, off. Yeah. And so Angus Bell was on in his place. So then the yellow card was then produced because the TMO had a look. And then so Angus Bell had to sit down for 10 minutes. Wow. So I thought Angus Bell was fantastic. He was far and away the Wallabies' best. He, you know, and he's, he's done it really tough. He, he did the, the Liz Frank uh, injury um, last year. Came back first game, Waratahs first round, 
did it again. You know, it's been a tough slog, not just physically, but mentally for him. And he played off the bench against Argentina and then played, started on the weekend. And he was far and away our best, our best player. And I, I spoke to him afterwards and he was apologizing to everyone about letting everyone down. Like you, I could just, I could sense yeah, the emotion cares. in it. Yeah, like yeah. he really cares. And um, of course, you know, all these boys care, but, uh, and also like when I, I spoke about, I asked him, you know, it's good to get some solid minutes and back-to-back games. And, and you could kind of just sense how much it meant to him, like, and how, like, and let's hope it, it, it continues, but how that period is now behind him and he's, he's just out there and he put back-to-back games out there. So good on to Angus Bell. And, uh, you know, obviously now Alan Alatoa rupturing his Achilles, got operated on. Um, so he's not going to be there for the World Cup. Tenyella is injured with his ribs. So, that's, that's, you know, we're already, you know, got two games before the World Cup. We're already testing our, our front row depth um, as it is. So, uh, yeah, it's, that wasn't nice to see Alan to go out like that. No. It's tough. Well, I guess that's the serious stuff, guys. And yes. You nailed it. Actually, let's get into some housekeeping. Um, five-star reviews coming in thick and okay. fast. Oh. Just a reminder that uh, winner of the five-star review competition wins the Harvey Norman rug, which the three of you have laid nude and on. four of us. I've, I've teabagged. I've said that. <laughs> Lightly yeah, dusting. Right. I, am, Lightly dusting. I am the timekeeper. That's right. I will do a light dusting, um, which you... <laughs> Which you'll win. Now, we are encouraging people to get on, give a five-star review. You can do it Apple, uh, Spotify. Um, I don't know. Is there anywhere else that... Uh, Google, I think they do podcasts as well. Let me read this one to you. I particularly like this one. Lads, I'm not sure how to feel about this. For years, I've looked down on those who walk around London in their AirPods grinning at the podcast they're listening to. Over the last few weeks, listening to you guys, I have found myself turning into the thing I hated most. Walking around London with a big old smirk on my face. Terrible bloke. The worst. Keep up the good work. From a pom. Ollie. Well, there you go. So there very you go. good. So, Ollie, Ollie, this week we have a lot of Ollies right in. Is that not Ollie our producer? <laughs> there are a lot of Ollies, but do you know the two most common names this year for children were Ollie and Noah? Yeah, but no, is that right? No newborn's going to be fucking emailing sin. Well, <laughs> if you're like a newborn and you're watching, <laughs> maybe in twenty years yeah, that we might mean something. That. Not like, now. It deserves a rug. Can I ask how the calf is? Because we're about to talk about that. We're about to talk about the race. The Which is it? The left calf? Yeah. Or is so for those it's of not you great. That, Mate, it's not it seemed great. fine in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do any running in Melbourne, Matt. <laughs> Up the stairs you did. <laughs> Getting to that bar. <laughs> I was behind you. Yeah. So the race that disappoints. But wait, wait. He's good at his recovery because he went for a massage. <laughs> <laughs> this is a genuine stitch Even when he's down doing corporate duties, he gets massaged. Oh, yeah. you're a good man. Look after the yeah, cast because you know what's coming up. It's the race that disappoints the nation. Yeah. And it is, it's this country has little to no interest <laughs> in it. And I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Although one person did send in a fantastic poster. We'll just, we'll pop this up now. We all, sure. we all saw this. Genuine lover and listener of the uh, show. So you've got everything in there. You've got... Uh, Darcy catfishing you. You've got oh, yeah, uh, the, the wolf. Yeah, the wolfen. No, yeah. it was, a, no, it was, it was a, a Doris. Doris. The Doris. Yeah, Doris. Which on yeah. that? Did you guys see the sad news out of Florida and the manatee? <laughs> oh, I, uh, did you? I did. Kids, we see were talking about going and visiting them. The yeah. brothers. It was. It's incredibly sad. <laughs> so <laughs> talk to me. So Gits and I obviously have a, a love for all things aquatic. Yeah. Hybrid. Yeah. And th- there's these two brothers. They're manatees. Um, I mean, for manatees longest, are like a talk like, like a walrus without tusks, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Okay, or an elephant seal a bit. Whale, like yeah. yeah, or it's like dugong. A dugong. It's okay, like a, it's sure. like a dugong. Um, a sea cow of sorts. Sure. And there's two brothers, <laughs> one called Hugh and one called Buffett, and it's an amazing show. They this did. is not a joke, too. This is not a joke. Yeah. yeah. And we we were 
going to take the families. It was going to be great. Um, and because they do this show where it's like WWE wrestling, where it looks like wrestling. Turns out <laughs> they were porking. The two brothers were porking. Yeah, Hugh and Buffett, and <sighs> Hugh's dead. Yeah. So, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. How did Hugh die? <laughs> Buffett, Buffett, Buffett went too hard. Buffett went too hard. Oh, yeah. And, so, but it was, and they're brothers, and they were. Well, yeah, apparently it's normal. It's normal. It's so. how they. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, but you you quite it's like that because don't you type in stepsister either. or something into Pornhub? Yeah, but stepsister I'm not related to. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so we do, and it is we do give a shout out to yeah. the Motney Marine Laboratory and Aquarium there in Sarasota. Must so, be doing it tough. Yeah. Oh, it's the brother. So who's left? Guilt. Who's left? Buffett's Buffett. still around. Yeah. <laughs> don't get room with Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy. What a way to go, eh? What a yeah, way to go. Wow. Horrible yeah. way to We've go. all got brothers. Yeah. <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> what what scares you? The thought of anyway, your brother. So, so, <laughs> the thought of my brother. Biggie. It's the worst way to so, go. Yeah. yeah. Leave a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> Best five-star review wins the run. So the race that dis- disappoints the nation, it's now it's been rescheduled because the Bledisloe shut us down. Remember I said last week, I said, You'll overshadow the blood is like I think you might have. Mm. I think you two would have run it, and it uh, was a it was a pretty tough deck. Gluggy oh, down okay. There. Well, that's yeah. lucky. Did you find that the deck was yeah soft underfoot, yeah, 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 a bit muddy. Was. Yep, because they they had to replace the deck four months ago, the entire field, because of Ed Sheeran's concert. Mate, this I was bloke. more conscious of not touching the uh, the paint. Yeah, because they, they only painted that about half an hour before kickoff. Yeah, the groundskeeper said, don't touch the paint. Yeah, and it's yellow. I don't like how they do yellow paint for the bledders eyes. Like, just keep it white. It's hard to see. Well, I saw it all right. Yeah, but it's not as much, not as obvious as the white. Yeah, that's... Okay. Anyway, that's just a... Yeah, no. That's just a gripe I had. No, I'm with you. And I, I didn't like that you could still see the AFL lines. Yeah, because that was the night before. Yeah, right, just the night before. And the first try, remind me who scored it for New Zealand... Uh, Shannon Frizzell. His mm. celebration was that it was the six. It was the oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, nice. Went unnoticed. Okay. I think it was him. Maybe it was the second try. Yeah, I don't think it was the first one. No, it must have been the second one. Apologies. Might have been a game from ten years ago. I don't. <laughs> know. I think it was rugby league. I was watching the Seagulls. North Sydney Bears. <laughs> they beat the Dragons. Uh, anyway, race that disappoints the nation. We're going to be doing it at North Sydney. Um, they're taking on the Hunter Wildfire on is the fifth. Is that this weekend? 3 p.m. Six days away. Yeah. Six days. Yeah. Six days away. Oh, you kidding? And get this, boys. We're going to take the rug. People can come and get selfies with the rug. Wow. And you, we'll all hold it up for them. The hard part will be getting it out. Everyone loves the rug. Yeah. Yeah. And the people need to be sensible around the rug. Don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't get silly. Rug etiquette. Yeah. So you can come. You can stand. Stand with the rug. You can get a selfie. And these guys might be there. I don't know. But the rug will be there. You, are you coming up, Gits, for the race? Well, just heard about it, so I'll have to make a few appointments. Um, That's but no. I do like to make effort for the podcast. You do. He's not coming. Are they able to touch the rug? I don't know. I let's talk about that. Maybe we could charge a fee. All right, let's. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll go. What's that called when you're in a meeting and you say we're going to take this somewhere off off piece? Now, what do you say we're off, going offline? Offline. Oh, we're going to oh, go offline with that corporate yeah. swoop. Now, boys, it is time to get to our guest very soon, very shortly. Sure. Another, another A-lister, but before we do. I need to give mid-show thanks oh, yes. love this bit. to uh, to the people that provide us with... Uh, they empower us, don't they? They do. They empower us, don't they? Yeah. 
Uh, a big thank you to the friends uh, of the show, Harvey Norman, great supporter of Aussie Rugby and the home of technology and the place to get your furniture, bedding and electrical appliances. They've got a great range, great value and great prices on TV. So make sure you get down to Harvey Norman, grab a smart TV so you can stream this wonderful program. And for- a rug to sit on it while you listen to it. Get a rug. We've got to stop plugging the rugs. You said last week. Yeah. Sales. Oh no, it's my tight tables now. My tight tables. Hey, have you anybody heard from Harvey Norman? <laughs> I was about to ask that. <laughs> Do they? Does anybody actually? I haven't actually... heard from Harvey Norman. You know who else I haven't heard from? Who? Well, I reached out to Rich Mohanga, uh, the All Blacks number ten. Yep. To come on the show today, he wrote back and he was keen. He's a fan of the show. He's listened to a few of the apps, uh, and said he'll let me know. And he's now left me on. Left you hanging. Uh, yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you also reached out to an Aussie number 10 as yeah, well. Yeah, Clyde A. Cooper. Mm. He's also left me hanging. Oh. But so that's maybe- what you've done to Darcy. How does it feel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Common Good it's point. Not there nice. is every chance that these guys have invested in Darcy's business as well. <laughs> yeah. So maybe... <laughs> you I, get back to Darcy yeah, and we get s- the guests. Sure. Thanks. Did okay. you guys used to do this to media outlets when you were playing and you were hot? Like, you were just... Cause Somebody that's worked in sports television for a long time, your top class athletes do that. They string you along. And you, Social and I, media wasn't around though with us oh, so you weren't early get, on. And it was almost, you'd say, okay, you've got the newspaper journalists. And you're on Tuesday. Yeah. And so you get right. up and you do your interview on the Tuesday. It was, there were no podcasts. It was I didn't simple. string anyone along. I was very forthright Darcy? at the beginning. No, I, I was straight up about Darcy. And you've not replied. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have any interest. And I said that. You don't have any interest. She's a cracker. Mm. Yeah, well, then you date her. I can't. I'm married. Happily married. <laughs> well, find me another girl whose interests include lineouts, <laughs> oh. scrummaging. Well, I don't like lineouts or scrummaging. <laughs> no, there we go. Speech We're not compatible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. You f- have you found? Tell me you've found somebody else. We have, we have found someone else. Uh, well, do you want to intro? I have actually. All right. Born in Durban. But with 70 All Blacks caps, 967 test points, 10th in the all-time list. He was the fastest player in the world to reach 100, 200, 600, 700, 800, and 900 points in test matches. He was the New Zealand Player of the Year in 1999. He's the only player ever to surpass 300 Tri-Nations points. He's also a five-time Super Rugby Champion with the Crusaders and has a New Zealand Order of Merit. Oh, wow. This is proper. This is a real one. Good Please guess. welcome Andrew Mertens. Mertz, are you there? Come in. Hi guys. Yeah, fantastic uh, to be here. Thank you. Love the love the uh, the build up. Also, slowest player in the world to make a single tackle in a test match as well. So I don't know, don't know if you wanted to, to put that down, but uh, how many games yeah, did that take you to make your first tackle, Mertz? <laughs> I think I had to interview someone else, like Michael Jones or someone, to to actually do it, and I just grabbed onto the guy's jersey as he was falling to the ground and got an assist or something. Anyway, so. Yeah, it is. Now, Mertz, you're currently in Paris, so you're kind of like our Rugby World Cup correspondent at the moment. What, what are you doing well, in Paris? Well, I don't know if he's in Paris at the moment. Oh, you're not? Where exactly are you, Mertz? Well, yeah, got out of Paris, like the whole of the rest of Paris. Um, France is shut down basically for August, so uh, and they take a run at it as well. They take a long run up through July. Uh, they love a holiday the French. So I've joined in with Gusto and headed down to the south of France. Now, I know I look like I'm in, probably at my age wearing a shirt like this. I know I look like I'm probably in Miami. But um, <laughs> down at San Tropez, which is an area that uh, a couple of the guys know pretty well, I'm sure uh, Gitz and, and Drew spent more time at, uh, hanging around people and the, the, the likes of San Tropez than at Toulon, 
which is a pretty gritty place actually outside of the rugby so uh yeah down in San Tropez for uh, for a little bit of time seeing some friends the wonderful Pastis Hotel if there are any Australians coming over for World Cup I'd highly recommend it come and base yourselves at uh at San Tropez for a few days um get here while the pool matches are on obviously the way things are looking um but uh, we're coming to enjoy San Tropez in September it'll be pretty pretty amazing well Mertz just quickly, if you if you don't mind looking out for me, I, I like I lost my dignity, integrity, and respect for myself in Saint Tropez. So if you can find any of that, I wouldn't mind having some back. They still talk about it. They mention your virginity too. I noticed you admitted that. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I I was responsible there. <laughs> have you had any pastis while you're over there, Mertz? I happened to have one last night. Stopped at one, um, a little local pastis, which was nice. It's. Uh, uh, one of those drinks that when you're growing up, you learn to you, you throw it down your throat in one go, and as you get a little bit older, you realise that savouring it, firstly, uh, is the way it's supposed to be drunk, and secondly, doesn't have the same effect on you. So, had a little one last night, which was nice, and uh, yeah, just I don't know, bouncing around the, the, the south of France at the moment, sort of biding time until the World Cup starts. It's getting pretty close, and um, I'd love to say they're excited about it over here. They actually are, but at the moment they don't care about anything else about better than being on holiday. I mean, they've got a few games coming up, and the Wallabies feature in part of the the French build up for the World Cup, and they are looking forward to that. The French, but um, yeah, for the moment it's uh, it's summertime. What is a pastis? What are you? Yeah, so pastis yeah. is um, Freddie Michelak made me one. It's like um, it's, it's like really strong. Yeah, it's really licorice. strong. Tastes like licorice, but it's super strong. And you have it with water. He calls it an earth, like an egg. And he pours it slowly. Well, I had one, two, and then I think by the third one, it just whacks you. Did you like, get to Mai Tai Gits level? I went past Mai Tai Gits <laughs> level, but real Whoa. quick. Yeah. Zero yeah. to a hundred. That's what I was wondering. Surely I thought Mertz would have had more than one. It's it's one of those nasty little drinks that has sort of a, some sort of chemical reaction where it's clear going into the glass and then you add water, which is clear, obviously, and the combination of the two clear liquids turns into yellow, which I don't know if that's why that isn't a red flag for people, I don't know, but um, <laughs> as a result of that, they, they call it, those of us who drink it so regularly, we call it Dijon, a little bit of yellow. So, yeah, uh, yeah you got you got to keep an eye on it. Now, Mertz, you obviously probably kept a close eye on the game on the weekend. Uh, these three were down there taking part in some debaucherous activities. Um, <laughs> New Zealand 38 over the Wallabies 7. Mate, any thoughts on the All Blacks? Um, plenty on the All Blacks. They've, um, they've started well. I mean, it's not the big dance yet, so Kiwi's probably trying not to get too excited, but they're looking very good. They've got good depth, good you know, kind of rotation where they can put a bunch of people in. That's what Eddie's trying to do, and it's what Dave Rennie started a program with with the Wallabies, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, they look pretty good. Some some uh, clever, funnier person than the, the, the guys you've got there with you um, came up with a, with a saying that um, it's one of the better 30-point losses that I've seen the, the Wallabies take. So um, that was good. Maybe that's a positive. But, you know, the Wallabies did play some good footy. It's just uh, the All Blacks, like they, were, they were able to step it up really uh, not easily, but um, pretty convincingly at times. So it was, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I like seeing one-way traffic like that in terms of points. I, you know, I do want to see a, a really competitive Bledisloe series. Unfortunately, you know, the, the, the Bledisloe Cup's not now on the line in Dunedin, but um, yeah, the All Blacks were impressive. Mert, Swoopy, mate, can we expect the All Blacks to make a few changes in terms of selection, giving some guys some opportunities? They've got another game before they head over to the Rugby World Cup. They've locked in the Bledisloe. They've wrapped up the, the Rugby Championships. Can we expect some changes? And if if you do suspect that, who can you see kind of giving uh, getting an opportunity? 
Mate, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think Ian Foster has really wanted to respond to all that criticism that he got last year by, you know, playing every week quite close to a, a top 23, even though there have been, a, you know, a few changes around with Barrett and McKenzie and, and Richie Mullen. So he's really wanted to go out there and say to New Zealand, look, I'm a, I'm a decent coach, I can get results. So um, I don't know if we'll see too much more experimenting. I think the All Blacks just, uh, you know, want to want to get in and try and um, dictate the tempo and stuff like that. And if, if they say, well, we're playing our top 23 each week, then then that's it. And we'll back them to go right through the World Cup. So I don't really know, mate, to be honest. Um, I mean, the, the, the whole question around the 10s and 15s is probably one we're all looking at, isn't it, with uh, with Richie Monga, who I think is the most, uh, definitely the most sort of complete in terms of the skill set of all the all the 10s. Bowden Barrett, we know, can play at 15. We know DMAC can as well. So they've got, you know, um, a lot of a lot of firepower at their disposal. And I think what we saw in the weekend is probably what they're going to go with in terms of that 10 and 15 role. The other possibility might be Will Jordan moving to 15, because I think eventually he is a 15. He, that's, that's what his... Um, his formative position was coming through school and juniors and that he's a fantastic fullback but he's just got so much pace you, you can put him on the wing and then put whoever you like at fullback so I think he'll end up at fullback whether it's that this World Cup whether that's a little bit too early or not um, I don't know but and I don't think Ian Foster's going to tinker too much to be honest Well on the back of the selection chart do you think it's also time for the Wallabies to maybe look at picking and sticking we've only got two more tests before the World Cup campaign and do you think it's maybe time, you know, being a, a former fly half yourself to to pick and stick to give these these guys a chance to get some combinations? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I'd like to see, you know, more of that, that what, we, what you'd call the top Wallabies 23 uh, sort of playing together. Um, you know, interesting what they're going to do at, at, at fly half. I don't know whether a lot of CO is just completely out now, which would... Yeah, he's playing at Salon. He's only about half an hour down the road from you, mate. Well, I've obviously kept my finger on the pulse since I've come over here. <laughs> Breaking away from the serious chat, if you won the Bledisloe Cup, uh, when you won the Bledisloe Cup, even if you had another night or another game to go, would you have celebrated? The reason I ask this is because I came back um, from the game and I was staying on the same floor as the All Blacks players. And they were just out there having a chat, playing some music, but just eating lollies and snakes. They, uh, they're obviously pretty serious and they know they've got another job to do, but would you have given it a good nudge? Yeah. I, may, uh, I may not be a very good litmus paper for that. Um, I probably would have done both. I certainly would have cracked into the sweets. I managed to convince the, uh, the, the uh, physical preparation staff that my cramping at the end of games was down to a... Uh, a low blood sugar so they used to load me up on uh, on snakes and stuff at half time so i would have probably got into both but i think yeah it's it, they've got to, you've got to celebrate the win i think because it's it's hard earned you know it may have looked convincing and stuff but um they weren't really really hard for that and i think it is important but if the players themselves think look we just want to, you know, we, we don't want to celebrate too much. We want to concentrate on next week and then the, the World Cup down the tr- down the track. Then, you know, they are the ones who are driving it. But um, yeah, I certainly would have liked to have thought some of them might have had a, a little bit. Um, I'm sure Bowden Barrett, after the amount of games he's played, um, would have would have been happy to, to celebrate with with one or two. But um, you know, they're ultimately more professional, far more professional than my era. Um, Slightly more professional, I imagine, than your readers, um, swooping kids. Drew, I won't go there. Um, <laughs> but, 
I think it is important to to, to recognise a good performance and a, and a good victory and and do that how you how you want. So you know, for some people, that's having a, a beer or two in moderation. Then then go for it. But yeah, definitely. But I, I, I you know, I like how you started with if rather than when. I mean, I was from the era where the Wallabies had some dominance over us, and I think that's why up till recently I've been living in Sydney rather than in New Zealand. Um, in fact, I was in the last team that handed the World Cup uh, across to the Australians, which was in '98. So uh, that's, I mean, that's 25 years now. I should be part of any celebrations that are going on around that. I'd like to think there'd be an invite coming, but yeah, now, not, not a pleasant feeling handing it across to the Australians. Now, Mertz, we are only 39 days until this World Cup, um, and you know, both we hope that both of our countries do well, in particular Australia. Um, but I thought what we would do really quickly, because we haven't done this on the show yet, is to go through the actual pools that each country is in. Um, and what I want to do, because this is what they do a lot in the Football World Cup, is to work out which one is the pool of death. Yeah. Mm. Oh, one real obvious one. Yeah. Can we do that, Mertz? Yeah, 100%. I love, I love the fact that in the last two or three World Cups, you get a lot of upsets from the fifth-ranked team in the pool beating the fourth and the fourth beating the third because they're all eyeing one up the chain. So... Um, you know, it's, it's interesting when you see like Georgia beats Tonga, I think, in 2015, or Japan obviously beats South Africa. So anyway, that's a long, long-winded way to say yes. Perfect. And the other thing I want to do, I don't want to just label the pool of death. I want to label all the pools. Oh, yeah. I want to give them all, I want a pool of life um, and a few other ones. So each, we'll sure. go through each pool and then we determine what sort of pool it is. Can we do that? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the Kiwis, they're in pool A. So it's New Zealand, France... Italy, Uruguay, and Namibia. Pool B is South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, Romania. Mm. Pool C is Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, Portugal. Pool D, England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa. And pool E isn't on my list. <laughs> is that it? No, because obviously we don't have Ireland and we don't have England. Oh, oh no, there it is. Sorry. One. There it is there. Yes, Maybe. that is. So pool A, B, C, D. So what do we? Where do we think is the pool of death? Oh, it's got to be pool B. I, I think South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. You think, Mertz? Yeah, yeah. I think when you when you see what uh, what team the Tongans can put out, mm. then you know everyone's focusing on South Africa, Ireland, Scotland. Scotland um, could be a bit of a surprise package, while Ireland and, and South Africa are sort of focusing on one another. Then you know if you take your eyes off Scotland, that's dangerous. Um, and then, yeah, Tonga can can put a lot of pressure on anyone uh, on their day, like like the Fiji can and and their pool as well. They're probably a bit more advanced now, but Tonga certainly can uh, can do some damage. So, yeah, I'd say so. I think that's the, the most even pool. So are you riding off Romania? No, not at all, not at all. Um, <laughs> I've, I've looked extensively into uh, the current state of Romanian football and uh, very, very impressed. Very strong, very physical, um, very a lot of other generic sort of adjectives to describe the remaining. <laughs> and who's your favourite player? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dying to get across to uh, Bucharest. So um, yeah, if there's anyone from Romania um, listening in, then it's not far from Paris to Bucharest, and uh, get in there and, and do a few do a few functions or something like that. Do a little bit of coaching, try and take them back 30 years in their rugby coaching back to the era that I was playing in, and uh, and, and take their cash. <laughs> Now, uh, the next one I want to do is the easiest pool. I'm labeling it the kiddie pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you got to think 
you know, it's it's shallow. You know, at some point there might be a couple of floaters going past. Ooh. You know, which are obviously your dud teams, your stinkers. Um, huh. I, who do you want to see, A, C, or D? Which which one's the kiddie pool? The easiest. Coop, I reckon A. A. So New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay, Namibia. Yep. It seems like the, there's a pretty clear top two, two. without disrespecting Italy. Mm. Well, you no have. Offense. Yeah, you have. Well, no um, but that's what Coop said. Sorry, so we'll push with that. Your... Yeah. Are you happy with that, Mertz? Pool A is the easiest. You're the ones that the All Blacks are in? The clearest cut. I don't think we'll see France do what they did in 2011, which was lose two pool games um, and still make the final and still go with it a whisker of winning it. So, um, yeah, I think it is France, New Zealand. I think Italy's chances really ride on. I mean, they've improved a lot, as Wallabies fans will know. But um, (laughs) I think it rides on that uh, couple odds. And I don't think he's going to be available for most if not all of the world cup so that damages them then pull c wales australia fiji georgia portugal what would you we've got a few other choices the plunge pool best one to bet on um <laughs> sens- the sensory deprivation pool that's the most boring pool <laughs> no this, I, it's going to be hotly contested it may not people might not f- feel like this pool will feature too deep so what do you want to call it the infinity pool Ooh. which is going to infinity and beyond which is australia when we win with the whole thing. What do you want to, I haven't thought this out too much. What do you want to call Pool C? Um, I mean, you've just put us on the spot. You've obviously yeah. come armed with no, a few I've names. No, I just thought of a bunch of different pools. I think they're all plunge pools. Okay. I don't mind. <laughs> if I was able to, I wouldn't mind betting on any one of those games. So I'm going to go Pool C can be the plunge pool. Okay, very good. And then Pool D, England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, Chile. Let's call that one the sensory deprivation pool. Yeah. <laughs> you called it that. Okay, that was me. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, go, go the Wallabies this weekend against the All Blacks and uh, have fun in San Tropez. Go your Mertz. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. See ya. See you, Mertz. See you, Mertz. See you, Mertz. There you go, Mertz, boys. Very good of him to get on and do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been busy in the European summer. He went to Roland Garros. Um He's been a central pay. He's just been gallivanting. What's he doing for work over there? <laughs> I don't know if he's doing much. What's he doing for shopping? That shirt was horrendous. It was, and the, what's going on with the Wi-Fi in, in Saint-Tropez? Yeah, I think he's spending all his money on bottle service while down in Saint-Tropez. Yes, apologies to the listeners of the podcast. That um, <laughs> that was toilet, wasn't it? That The sound. The, the connection. Yeah, yeah, the toilet. connection. Toilet. No, I'm no, sure his ideas would have been good if we could hear him. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and thanks for Mertz for jumping yeah. on. Appreciate <laughs> mate. Uh, now, uh, been a bit of correspondence after last week's game. Mm. Um, fantastic that you guys went and played for Queanbeyan um, for a very good cause, which we've got the yep. uh, jersey up here still, hung with pride. Yes. Uh, win the day. Win charity, the day, yep. Which is fantastic. And then we, we threw it open uh, and said, look, would you want to win a Wallaby for a match? So the mm. teams that are struggling um, can win either one or two. or No, three. we're a package deal. The three of you every game? Every game. It's a thruple. Wonderful. And you could even maybe strap your, those ears up <laughs> and run down the sideline maybe. And I I honestly, like if we're being honest now, I played one game of rugby union yeah. at school. Yeah. Uh, played How'd a bit, that go? Bit, I got cleaned out. Oh, yeah. And just why I said, this is fucked and walked off. Was <laughs> like, what position were you? Oh, they put me in the second row. <laughs> really? It's not where I'd put you. I don't know. Can Were you I? bald at school? <laughs> hey? Were you bald at school? Um, not up there. But. 
Ball everywhere else, my friend. Uh, no, it, it hurt. I don't know. How, like, I nearly quit uh, rugby at school. Yeah. Because I kept getting my hands trodden on and my feet trodden on in the malls and what, that. And what are like, you talking about? You almost quit a lot of times. But do you yeah. ever what think you the first time? Yeah. Do you oh, ever, no, because, you know, you're training and they make you do all those, like, every, every part of rugby. And I was like, I don't know if this is for me. But did you I went into sit- a breakdown again. This oh. is my own technique, Paul. Went in hands first, broke my hand. Did you let everyone know about it? Yeah, of course. I whinge a lot. <laughs> but did you ever, when you were playing, like ever have those moments where you went, what am I doing? Like, like people are trying to hurt me. Like, do you, do you think McDermott's having that after Barrett's? <laughs> well, to be fair to Tate, he got up straight up. He did. I would have absolutely fed the line out call for going off the top though. Unless Tate wanted it off the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he can't. Yeah, then, yeah. Then you're back in your box. Yeah. But do, have you ever had those moments where you... No, you never thought, well, not, you're not, Jesus not from is pain. Not from pain. Um, but warming up, there's been a couple of times. Like Barbarians, before a Barbarians game. Yeah, that's because you're cramping before you... Yeah, like you just... As you're warming up, you're just like, what am I doing? Um, in Japan, we had a game, 11 o'clock kickoff. No one was there. We're having like pasta at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, your pre-game meal. I remember in that warm-up, just like thinking, why? What am I doing here? But then once you get into the game and you compete, it's fine. But just yeah. in warm-ups, sweet. Oh no, I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> you did love it. I you could it. see it too. Yeah. What? What? That's all. You're all about the attitude. You got to want it. You got to mm, love it. Got to want it. Yeah. Because if you don't, you never will. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Valvoline. Valvoline. <laughs> so do you? You know what you guys should do when you're doing your clinics on the day before we go and yeah. play at these clubs? The so, day of. No, it's day, day before. Off. We've got to go day before. Mate, we cannot go day before. You guys, you showed what you do the day before in Melbourne. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what, what, what you're talking about. Okay. So, and you swore on air. <laughs> yeah. No, so you're not in your best yeah, moment. Yeah, that's, that's not but, acceptable. You know, no. Yeah, that is not acceptable. But you know what? You said the word that the whole country was thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. Yeah. Everyone went, yeah, Drew's right. I just, I just... I just wanted to perform well and I just felt like that wasn't as clean as I could have done. I just so you disappointed didn't myself. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I don't want you to be disappointed when we play for the fourth grade emus at Tasmania. So we get, we've had an offer to go down to Tassie. Have which we? Be good. Yeah, which would be great. I've or never been to Tassie. Was it? It's was epic. Tasmania. Seventh, seventh grade? Isn't there like a... No, um, it was fourth grade, but he said it was the equivalent of Sydney seventh. All oh, right. Isn't there like a wall of vaginas or something down in Tasmania? There is at the at um, Mo at Mo Mona Moma. Yeah, right. Mona. Big, big wall of Mo- <laughs> sweet. Won't even you won't leave. I was gonna say, when are we going? <laughs> <laughs> the first museum you've stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll do Tassie first, and then you you guys were just saying another yep. group has said they'd like the three Wallabies to come and play. Well. They thought the whole crew. We're going worldwide. Yeah. China. <laughs> China. We're going to China. G-Brass. Yeah. Worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> so if you're sitting there and you, we obviously, we can't put this in yet. Maybe yeah. after the six episodes, we work out how to do it. Um, but if you were sitting there and you are thinking, God, we haven't won in three years or four years or whatever. And you know what would make us win? These three, the thruple, the, these three great wallabies. Send us an email um, at goodbadrugbyaustralia. Um, dot, what is it, Tommy? At goodbadrugbyaustralia.com. I don't think That's the at thing. is at the front. Goodbadrugbyaustralia at dot com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just f- find our way somehow. Just, just inbox us. In- us. Inbox us. Let us know and we'll start lining them up, boys. Mm. Something also last week that we've got a lot of emails about while we are just tidying up here was Swoop teased a story where you 
Karate chopped oh. a bloke on a plane. Can you tell us that one quickly? Uh, I mean, yeah. So I was with the Waratahs. Uh, we'd been eliminated um, from the competition. I think the, we played the Stormers in Cape Town. We were, we were eliminated, had an extra day in Cape Town, end of season festivities, so we are pushing the boat out uh, down at Cafe Caprice. Um, anyway, so I was inebriated, flew up to Joburg to then board the flight back to Australia. And I was upstairs in business class, so up in the little bubble. And I'd had my sleeping tablets to, to go to sleep. Um, I'd had, uh, I had a cheeky little whiskey just to, to top it off. Don't do that. Obviously, I've went against the doctor's advice. You don't mix the two. Um, we're all in our Qantas pajamas because they give them to you in business. And so everyone was getting changed and everyone up there was in their Qantas pajamas. And I was just perhaps a little bit mischievous. I had those zip ties, uh, you know, that you and you have to cut them to for your zips. And so once the boys sort of started to nod off, I would go to their bags and up in the overhead baggage carousel and and zip tie their um, their zippers together so that they couldn't open it up to get their laptop or their headphones or anything out of it. I'd maybe zip five backpacks together so that someone <laughs> grabs their backpack and they pull five out. And then I sort of started to go up the front of my level and there was Damien Fitzpatrick and I started slapping him on the face and he was he was out to it, like he was out cold. Didn't you also zip tie fingers together? Well, no, so that, yeah, I'll get to that. Sorry. So then... I was like, okay, he's out to it. So then I went downstairs. I went on a little bit of an adventure. And I went into premium economy because that's where the staff are because it's a player's game. Players sit up the front. That's good. Staff at the back. And I sat on the lap of uh, Kieran Cleary, our physio, and I grabbed his two index fingers and I put them together and I, I was lassoing his fingers with a, a zip tie and I just about like tied. Like, imagine I, he was asleep, right? He was asleep. Uh, he was asleep, yeah. I mean, he didn't let me sit on his lap and just put his fingers <laughs> together when he was awake. But imagine I pulled that really tight and he sat there for 12 hours like this. The fingers are dropping. Like, yeah, they probably would have like a little lamb's tail, right? Um, <laughs> so anyway, luckily for him, he woke up pretty like right before I was able to grab it and zip it. And he woke up and just went boom and chin me. And I was like, that's fair. Quickly got up and ran off, <laughs> went off to business. Of course, he's premium economy. He can't come past the curtain. No. See you, Mr. Cleary. Um, and then I, I went further up and then I was a couple of guys snoring away and I was like one of the boys like, you know, hand over there, like, you know, just like, right, opened up and flat out in the business and gave a couple of slaps and nothing. So I gave him big old karate chop to the throat. Oh. Don't know why. I'm not the fighting type, but I did it. Um, turns out it wasn't a teammate. <laughs> oh, it was Who this was big it? Afrikaans businessman that was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, imagine getting woken up by some random uh, karate chop. Made good the throat. money to be there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just took off. And started running off and then I was sort of hiding and like poking my head in and about and um, they eventually kind of wrangled me and, and put me back to my seat. And because, you know, by this point, I'm obviously somewhat affected by. Um, no. Yeah. And then, and then I got back up and then they were considering me. How, how rude is this though? Yeah. They were going to zip tie me, use my zip ties and zip tie me to my seat because I just would like, they said I wasn't rude. I wasn't whatever. I was just being a bit mischievous. But I woke up in the morning and I had no idea that any of this had happened. And I was like, and the first uh, flight attendant came up going, oh, how are you this morning? I was like, pretty good, thanks. You know, just on descent down in yeah. Sydney. And then the next one, oh, how are you feeling? I was like, pretty good. <laughs> and then I went for a little walk downstairs and I found it, like went into another flight attendant and went, oh, how are you? I said, look, what's going on? I said, I think you need to talk to your team manager. 
and there was a really angry African man, rightfully so. Uh, I said, can I go and speak to him to apologize? He said, he, they don't want to, he doesn't want to speak to you. Just keep your head down through customs and find Jesus your exit. Jesus Christ. Uh, and yeah, so I, I, I learned from that. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I've not caught karate chopped anyone since. But the good news for the African man is he got a signed Wallaby's uh, Waratah's poster. Yep. <laughs> That's all they... <laughs> is that No, what? I think it was a jersey. So for his broken... Oh, either yeah. way. His broken throat. <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he got a poster. Yeah. He, he now that? talks no. like yeah. this. <laughs> That's right. Um... Wow. Yeah. That's that's great. Uh, look, poor, obviously, now what are we, four episodes, five episodes in, a I've, I've, couple of poor errors of judgment. And can you give us a tease for a story next week, something else that happened? Oh, well, are we going to tease our guest? Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. Because we've got a few good stories with our guest. Oh, do you? Yeah. See if you can give him a clue. Um, He's like an underwear model. Uh, What else would... Would you describe him as global superstar? Global superstar. I think he's an ambassador for Louis Vuitton. That gives it away. Yeah, surely. That's as far as we else. can go. And I don't want to give it away. Swoop played with him as well. Yeah. Did you play with him? Yeah. You did okay, play with him, I did, did you? I did. For a Who season. was a better number ten? Gits oh, look, or no, this bloke? Let's not do this, this. bloke. Let's not do this. I'm going. putting him on the spot. Well, we're going to put, we're going to be on the spot next week when we talk to him. I know, but hopefully I've got a few Mai Tais in me. And <laughs> do we want it? Let's just fucking say it. You say it, bro. No, don't say it. No, don't, don't? say it. Don't okay, say it. I won't say that we're talking to Dan Carter next oh, week. Oh, shit. So don't say it. Good. Okay. He hasn't They'll said never it. know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, very good. Know. Hey, boys, we're coming to the end of our show. Obviously, oh. that is going to be really big next week. Um, but um, the great Louis Vuitton's joining us. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Louis. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Fantastic. Uh, let's finish with that trivia. Shall yes. We? You know, I like to. Now, earlier Can in the Can you get sh- better at your score keeping and shit? That was uh, accurate. Yeah, I think people... I know. keep swoop at zero. Yeah. yeah one, I'm one still a minus one, I think. Is it because Gitz keeps winning? Is that what's going on? No. Oh. Well, Gitz always just rides off the back of my coattails and the last question you go first. against me. We can take any turns for who answers first. Sure. Keep me honest. Okay. Now, obviously, uh, another blood is low lost. The last time we won it was in 2002 which was when Mertz was at the helm, as we learnt, for the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. So this is a quiz all based around the year 2002, which how old were you blokes? 18, I was. 18. So was Adam. Adam and... You would have been... 19 to 20. Terrific. 20, yeah. Question number one. What was the number one song in the world in 2002? Well... A, Hot In Here, gosh. Nelly. Ooh. B, A Thousand Miles, Vanessa Carlton. Uh-huh. C, How You Remind Me, Nickelback. Or D, Dick in a Box, Lonely Island. Swoop. What's the thousand? How's that go? Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing, I'm homebound. That was around White Chicks. Yeah. Was White Chicks uh, the movie around that time? Yeah. That's what I'm locking in. C. Oh, I'm a big Nelly fan. Hot in here. Hot in here. A. Can you sing a little bit for us? Hot in... Here, <laughs> oh my god! I went in. I did the short, you know the yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, nailed it. I thought you all over it. Yeah, I love it, mate. It's very um, good. Uh, so you've you've got uh, yeah, hot in here, a thousand miles. How you remind me or Dick in a Box? Well, it's not Dick in a Box. Uh, how you remind me? I don't even know that song. You remind me of what I really am. I got a feeling. I'm gonna go it's C. Nickelback. 
can go that thousand. No, no you thousand. can't go the same. Can we not go the same? You can go the same if you like. Okay, well, I want to jump off. Okay. I'm going to go Nickelback. Good. I'm going a thousand. Nickelback is. Yeah! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So, uh, Drew, you're up one. Thank the you. The other two are down zero. Who is People Magazine's sexiest man alive in 2002? Ooh. A, Ben Affleck. B, Ryan Gosling. C, Brad Pitt. Or D, Eddie Jones. <laughs> C. Well, yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Log it in. Oh, I think maybe Ben Affleck was, would have been when he was first with J Lo. Uh, ben Affleck. Swoop. Before he B got Pitt, that yeah. horrible Phoenix. You got B Pitt. B Pitt. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's correct. Yeah. Uh, what? Wow. Yeah. Well, it must have been off the back of that. What was that movie they Goodwill did? Good Will Hunting. Yeah. Good Will Hunting. Wasn't that sexy in that? No, I, I always thought Matt Damon was far more sexy. Yeah, I've said that. Think he Matt is. Damon. <laughs> what event caused a big international stir in uh, 2002? Someone died on the set of Survivor. Michael Jackson dangled his baby off a balcony in Berlin. Janet Jackson exposed her breast at the Super Bowl. <gasps> Drew Mitchell lost his virginity. <laughs> what year? 2002. Okay. Was it, was no, it, it was that year? It was two years after. Before. <laughs> after. <laughs> two years after. Um, yeah, I was a late bloomer. Uh, you haven't answered first yet. Uh, uh, died on Survivor. Jackson dangling baby. I'm Janet gonna go, Jackson bird. Uh, died on Survivor. Died on Survivor. So I'm going to go Jackson dangling baby. Dangling yeah, baby. I'll go Janet Jackson today. Getting that out. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding. No, Very good. What movie but made the But she didn't get it out. Justin Timberlake did it. Yeah, but they reckon it was staged. Of course it was. She had a star thing on her nipple. She was ready to go. Unless yeah. you're walking around with star oh. things on your nipples. Maybe. I'm not, not for a few weeks. Number four. What movie made the most money in the box office in 2002? Men in Black 2, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, or The Vision of Drew Losing His Virginity? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did that get released? Was that what it is? No. <laughs> I was going to say, was that... <laughs> you go. Oh, but, um, um, so hard. <clears throat> Men in Black, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Can't be Men in Black. Yeah, can't Drew I thought Harry uh, Potter came like maybe two oh four. Yeah, around there. No, I think he's that. got the, the dates right. It's just whether it's which was more Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. I'm going to go Lord of the Rings. Logging in. Yep. Swoop. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Swoop. Oh, I'm going to throw a curveball. Men in Black. No. Ding ding ding! You are having an outing, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. You, three. Just got to. I believe. Logic. Three one zero. <laughs> Unassailable lead. Thank you. Let's three. just keep going. See how Who's far on, wait, wait a minute. Two. Who's on zero? No, three. three. Who's on zero points? What are the three yes. that you've got? Uh, Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh, oh, yeah. Ben Apologies. Apologies. Back in your box, mate. Other than the Wallabies winning your Bledisloe, what was the biggest Australian sporting moment in 2002? Scott Sattler's famous NRL grand final tackle mm -hmm. on Todd Byrne. The Brisbane Lions Skinny won their Bird. third. Skinny Bird. Brisbane Lions won their third consecutive AFL premiership. Stephen Bradbury won a speed skating gold medal at Salt Lake City. The Australian Bread Life Tossing Championship was cancelled <laughs> due to the price of bread going up from $2.30 to $3.40. Biggest event, A, B, C or D? Scott Sattler, Brisbane Lions, Stephen Bradbury or Bread Bradbury. Tossing? Bradbury? I'm going to go the uh, Brisbane Lions. Lions? Sattler. Bradbury. Yes! Oh, Off well the done, son. All right, well, that is the end of the show. Congratulations oh, to you, Drew. Yeah, well We've had a lot of fun this afternoon. Yeah, Not sure how much we'll actually make the final cut, but... There you go. Uh, again, if you want to find us on socials, at GoodBadRugbyAUS. That's on all socials. Uh, now I just need to do... All that needs to happen now is that I say a bit of a final thank you mm. to Harvey Norman. 
We give um, thanks. We do give them thanks. Big thanks to uh, Harvey Nom for their fantastic support. Support They've got more than rugs. For the very best experience, get yourself down to the home of technology. TVs, computers, mobile phones, gaming, and audio. Optimum viewing experience for all during the uh, World Cup. So make sure you get to Harvey Norman. Gentlemen, Must, what a wonderful yes. show that was. Well done, Roger Balls. Well, uh, big Roger well Balls. Roger Balls. Thanks, boys. Um, wonderful having you in the studio. Gets. Great to be here. Loved it. And uh, we've got uh, one more in this little run. So yes. next week. Yeah, make sure you tune six. in next week. Absolutely. A little um, bit different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, you've got your big race on Saturday. So if you can get down to North Sydney Oval, yeah. to see these two guys take on each other, make sure you do there. You can get a photo with a rug. Um, and go, go the mighty Wallabies this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Up the boys. Gebra. 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 Gebra.